0: Have you ever felt like God hasn't heard you? He hasn't seen you or He doesn't care about you. Perhaps you've prayed a prayer that's very important to you, only to hear in response the sound of crickets. It's like you've lifted up a prayer and it's got about as far as the ceiling and then come crashing back down into oblivion. That's not a pleasant experience, just as it isn't a pleasant experience to feel unheard by somebody else. And this is where I've got to be honest and confess to you, I'm a somewhat typical male. And what that means is that sometimes in our marriage, Liz feels unheard by me. She'll be saying something, sharing something important to her, only to look across and realize that I haven't taken any of it in. I've got that blank look where I'm off in another time and space. That is an unsettling experience. But maybe even more so, what is unsettling is to start to believe that God doesn't hear us. So does God hear us? When we ask that question, there's one of two perspectives we may be asking it. One perspective is asking, okay, is God even capable of hearing us? Does he exist and and is he physically able to hear us? The second way of asking that question is asking, okay, I believe he exists. I believe he's capable of hearing us, but does he listen and does he care? And is he ready and willing to act? I'm going to spend more time talking to the second perspective, but I do want to touch on the first. If you can believe with me what God tells us about Himself in His Word to us, what you'll find in here is that it talks about many different attributes and characteristics of God. And two of those are that God is all-present and that He is all-knowing. Now, what that means is that we can go nowhere and we can think no thing without God knowing. Every word that we breathe, every thought that we think is caught up in God's net. One of the fullest and most beautiful expressions of this is found in a psalm. It's Psalms 139. And I want to invite you to read it with me if you have a Bible. So grab a Bible and turn to Psalm 139. And we're going to start in verse 1. As we read this, I want to encourage you, listen for those realities that we just talked about. The fact that God is all-present and all-knowing. You'll hear that coming out. Psalm 139, verse 1 says this, O Lord It is high. I cannot attain it. Where shall I go from your spirit or where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, which is the place of the dead, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell at the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. These are beautiful words. And when we come back to this question of, does God hear us? As we read these words and cling to what God tells us about himself, we have to say, yes, yes, he does. But does God hear you? Does he hear me in such a way that he is listening with a caring ear, ready to act? Someone very dear to me once described for me the origins of their wrestling with God and faith in general. And I'll paraphrase what they said, but essentially what they communicated to me was this When I needed God most, and I earnestly cried out to Him, I heard nothing. You see, our experience can trump our knowledge. What I mean by that is we can know, we can read Psalms like 139 and be, know and be taught that God hears us. But when our experience shouts at us a different reality, what are we to believe? Maybe some of you can identify with this experience of, of feeling God's silence. You've asked God for healing or for relief, perhaps for freedom from anxiety or freedom from an addiction. Maybe you've asked for some sort of miraculous provision or help, or just to hear God's voice. And yet, it feels like the heavens are locked up and silent. Now, if that has been your experience, I want to start out by saying you need to know that you are not alone. You're not alone in experiencing that exacerbating thought of God hasn't heard me, God's not listening. In fact, the very person who wrote Psalm 139 had that experience. I'm talking about King David. David had an interesting journey that's documented throughout the Bible. He was a shepherd, a giant slayer, a military leader, leader, a, a hunted outlaw for a time, and eventually the king of Israel. And we read Psalms like Psalms 139, and we're like, Oh, wow, that's really nice. That's really beautiful. And it is. But if you turn to Psalm 13 with me, you'll see a different side and a different experience of David's journey. So turn to Psalm chapter 13, and we'll read from verse 1 again. It says this, How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I take counsel in my soul and have sorrow in my heart all the day? How long shall my enemy be exalted over me? Consider and answer me, O Lord my God, lift up my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death, lest my enemy say, I have prevailed over him, lest my foes rejoice because I am shaken. Now, this is not a unique psalm or experience for David. If you turn over a page or two to Psalm chapter 22, you'll see something similar with me. Read it with me. Psalm 22, verse 1. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me from the words of my groaning? Oh, my God, I cry by day, but you do not answer. And by night, but I find no rest. Why on earth would God want these wrestlings written in his book to us? The Bible is God's word to us. Why would he want this recorded here? This doubting, this moaning, this struggling, this brokenness over God's apparent silence. Why would he want that recorded? Well, I have two responses to that question that I want for you to consider. The first one is this. God doesn't just allow us to see these wrestlings, but wants us to see them because they are a real part of life. You see, God's not just about pulling the wool over our eyes or or glossing over reality. He's not some sort of dictator trying to hide from us the truth. The truth is that we live in a very broken world. Sin has come in and distorted God's beautiful And good creation. And this means that there is a chasm that exists between the holy God and humanity that is ensnared and entangled in sin. And what that means, friends, we've got to hear this that we all deserve silence from God. We deserve it. God is not obligated to speak to us, He does not have to act on our behalf or to save us. And any time God does choose to act or to speak to us is a moment of, hear this, unmerited favor and grace. You and I do not deserve it. But often we act like children who have gone to the beach with their father and their father's bought them ice cream the last several times and so they go to the beach again. What do they do? Well, they start to feel entitled and expectant that that's what's definitely going to happen that I'm going to get this gracious gift. We too can feel entitled to an answer from God or for Him to work in a certain way in a certain situation. This entitlement, when it gets wrapped up with a couple of other ingredients, makes for a disastrous recipe. Those ingredients are when we feel like we know how God should act in a certain situation. We're like, well, obviously this is how God needs to answer this. And the other ingredient is is that sometimes in the very back of our mind, there's this doubt. Okay, is God really good? When you bring those things together, entitlement, expectation, and doubt, what you have is the perfect storm that is bound to batter our faith. When these elements come together, like David, we feel abandoned by God. We feel confused by Him. We feel unheard, and if we're truthful, ultimately we feel unloved. But is that reality? Is that true? Well, let's answer that by coming back to the second reason that God lets us see these wrestlings in His Word. God lets us see others struggling and feeling abandoned at times. And by the way, David isn't the only person who experiences that. There's many characters in the Bible who go through that experience, especially the character Job. But God lets us see these experiences and even have our own journey with feeling that sometimes because these feelings of being unheard can and should ultimately point us to Jesus. You see, at one of the most important moments in the history of the universe Jesus God's son is hanging on the cross dying a death that he does not deserve to die and in that moment I want you to remember with me what are some of the last words that come from his lips in this very important moment he quotes David he quotes Psalm 22 in the common language of Aramaic he he cries out my God my God why have you abandoned me You can read about that in Matthew 27 or Mark chapter 15. And I point that out because we may feel abandoned and unheard and unloved, but we are not. And the reason that we know that is because Jesus was abandoned so that you and I do not have to be. Our sins deserve a deserving of God turning away from us. But rather than doing that, God chose to turn away from the son that he loves. Yes, sometimes we feel that God is silent. Yes, sometimes we feel all alone, but we're not. Tim Keller talks about this by saying this, we know that God will answer us when we call my God because God did not answer Jesus when he made the same petition on the cross. For Jesus, the heavens were as brass. He got the great silence so we could know that God hears and answers. Friends, God is good. We can look at Jesus and know that we know that God is good. And what we also must know is that sometimes... We must trust that His goodness to us is expressed in silence. And that doesn't mean that when that happens that we should run away to a dark corner and hide or, or sulk like a child who hasn't got their way. When we do feel unheard or even abandoned by God, what should we do? In a practical sense, what should we do? Well, I want to look at that by answering with three thoughts. And these are three things that we should be doing all of the time, but especially when we feel that God isn't hearing us. The first is that we should keep seeking God. Over and over throughout God's Word, He encourages us to seek God because God is a good Father. That we're we're instructed to seek Him, to petition Him. That means to come over and over again, to knock at His door, to come time and time again. The second thing we should do when we feel that God is silent is that we should search out God's Word and continue to search out God's Word. You see, there is a place that God is always speaking. We call the Bible the Word of God because it's God's words to us. This book, when it's illuminated by the Holy Spirit, transcends time and space and culture, and it speaks. So if you feel that God is silent, I want to encourage you, open this book and simultaneously open your heart. Open this book, start reading the psalm, start reading about the life of Jesus. And when you do that, pray, say, God, would you speak to me? I don't feel like you are, but would you please, please speak to me? The third thing that we should do when we feel that God is silent is that we should stay connected in Christian community or, if, if you're not a Christian, become connected in Christian community. Sometimes it feels like the communication lines between ourselves and God have gone down, that we're unable to make contact. And this is when our brothers and sisters in Christ can be conduits Of God's love and God's voice for us. We need to, we need each other. God set it up that way. We need community. Often when we feel unheard by God, our reaction is to lean out, to lean away from God and from His people. But I want to encourage you, if you are feeling, if you're struggling with this even right now, resist that urge. Lean into God, lean into His community. Lean in especially to those that love you and love God and will speak the truth in love to you. Don't just lean into people who will be like, they're there, everything's okay. No, those that really do love you and really do seek after God, lean into those relationships. Allow them to speak the truth in love to you. So coming full circle, does God hear you? In whatever sense you may be asking that question, The answer is an emphatic yes. God hears and God cares. And even in the silence, you can trust that these things are true. These things that we've talked about are true because Jesus was abandoned by God, like we've already said. So that you and I never have to go through that same abandonment. Praise God.